listening to Hope Alive, your number one online Christian radio station. Which is how to relate with one another, how to build those emotional connections, and also how to create an, an, an intense and a, a solid bond together. And that's what we want to talk to with our guest right now. He is a relationship coach, a marriage counselor, an author, a speaker. Mashudu is in the building, ladies and gentlemen. Ndate Mashudu is here, and we can't wait. Yes. Good evening, Ndate Mashudu. How are you doing, sir? Good evening. I'm doing very well. And how are you? I am very well. Thank you so much. Been looking forward to this conversation. So we're going to get straight into it, ladies and gentlemen. We're talking about how to build attachment styles, relationships, marriage counseling. Do pop us a question. Of course, let me give you the handles that you can engage with us on. We are on WhatsApp on 067-153-1089. You can call us on air. Get yourself live relationship advice and counseling. The number is 010-010-8439. If you're on Twitter and you want to send us a tweet, you can tweet us at Hope Alive underscore radio. And of course, on Facebook, we are Hope Alive Radio Station. So let's get straight into it. Perhaps some people don't know you. You have quite a very solid following on Facebook and word of mouth. People speak very highly of you. Um, you are an author, a marriage counselor, and a speaker. How did you get into this line of work? Um, I would like to believe it is... Um Divine calling. Sure. Strange enough, it actually started on the radio. Oh wow! I I think some years ago, early two thousand, I a friend of mine was supposed to go to be a guest on a radio show, just like mm-hmm. today, mm-hmm. and then he couldn't make it. Mm, mm. Thirty minutes before, he calls me and he says, "Can you go to the radio and do a show? It was about youth and." related issues mm-hmm. so then i went there and um after that the host said who was a program manager for the station says don't you want to have your own show <laughs> wow and um then i checked in the radio station there was not many people doing family yeah yeah so i decided to choose to do family kind of right. wow. and uh at that station that became the most uh, highly listened to show mm-hmm. uh, and uh, yeah 20 years later um, about six books, uh, sure. written, and um, traveled at least uh, four continents. Wow. And probably every country in the Sadek region. Amazing. Look at this. Your gift will present you before kings, and this is what the Lord is doing. Let's talk about the books. What are the titles of the six books, and where can people get them? Um, the books they can find them on my website. Okay. Uh, both ebook and also hard copies. Mm-hmm. Uh, my website is livingpower.org.za. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. all the details of the books is there. Uh, my flagship book will be Unleashing the Marriage Potential, mm. which is um, recently it's going to be republished in the UK for wow. the world market. Mm. Um, so um, yeah, it is kind of. Maybe the Bible of marriage issues. Mm, fantastic. So, so yeah. Um, and then the other books deal with number of issues. The latest book is called Thriving Through Trials, which mm-hmm. dealing with uh, challenges that people are experiencing in life mm-hmm. and so on. And, and we're working on a new book, which is talking about purpose and meaning of life. Fantastic. So you're constantly writing. The Lord is constantly speaking to you. Yes. Are yes. you full-time in the profession now? You seem very busy. More or less, 80% of the time. 
Fantastic. Yes. I, I love the fact that you, you're doing it full time and God is just directing you in this to uplift the lives of people and strengthen marriages. Yes, indeed. You call this the Bible, the blueprint of marriage. Why do you say your latest book is? Uh, um, it's because it is Bible-based. You know, many people mm, uh, mm. look into the issues around the marriage, maybe from the psychological point of view, from mm. other direction, but this is just Bible-based. So mm. we actually take mm. the Bible and find out from the Bible what do you want God. Because remember, one thing which is important for us to realize is that anyone who creates something, has the responsibility to create a manual. Mm -hmm. If you make a new car, you must have a manual on how mm. to operate it. Mm. And after God created the family mm. and marriage, mm. there was a manual. Mm. And the Bible is that manual. Okay, okay. So we went and extrapolate from the whole Bible issues that relates to the family and marriage. And that's why I call it the Bible of marriage. Fantastic. And unapologetically writing and based on the Bible. I love that you're not even going to try and make it like a story. It is straight from scripture. Exactly. Fantastic. Exactly. Now, your first radio show was about families. Why are families so important to you? Um, the family is the one unit that holds everything together. Mm. If you look into the family, if there was like a web the center of the web is the family. And um, if something goes wrong in the family, mm -hmm. uh, the family falls apart. Mm -hmm. So does the community, mm. the nation, and the world. Uh, the world. So, so, mm. And if we realize the challenges that we're having today, there is a consistent attack on an institution of the family. Mm -hmm. um, wherever I've traveled around the world, mm -hmm. um, last year I was uh, in Romania, mm -hmm. the Eastern Europe, and uh, year before then I was in Papua New Guinea, which is the islands just above Australia. Even everywhere I go, families are bleeding. Mm -hmm. And the idea that you realize is that the, the, the enemy or the devil has realized that in order to destroy mankind, mm -hmm. Poison the fountain because the family is the fountain on which life starts from. Mm. And if the fountain is poisoned, people will be sick downstream. So if we look into the family, because the family is th this important unit, because the attack on it, when it breaks apart, we end up with street children, we end up with young girls in the streets at night, we end up with teenage pregnancies, we end up with drug abuse in your open. All of those things are the results of the collapse of the institution of the family. Mm -hmm. So if the institution of the family is strong, you see the rest gets protected. So the, if there is a subject um, that is key in the survival of mankind is the institution of marriage mm, and mm, the family. Mm, mm, mm. And, and definitely we see so many families under attack, so many marriages yes. under attack. You yes. get, it's very clear that there is intent to bring this institution down. Yes, yes. And the Bible, the first uh, family that God created, Adam and Eve. So we understand that there, there is an attack on God's order on families. Now, w one of the questions I wanted to ask you, you know, as African people, we grew up not seeing our parents holding hands, yes. showing affection, yet they were married for years, 45 years, 30 years. But you don't see that affection that you see in the movies. And, and also the problem that I have is the movies growing up didn't show African love. It was, this is how white people do it. So if I want to be loved, it's possibly going to be the white people way. How do we change this narrative? 
Now, it's a combination of issues. Mm. When, when you realize that one of the things that we are Africans in transition, so we had a cultural way of doing things where we come from, mm. and we are moving towards the Western way of doing things, mm. but we're not yet there. Mm. So we still pay lobola, we still follow some customs, mm. and, but then we still hold on. Then we hold on to the, some other Western thing ways of doing things. Mm. So we are confused because we are people without a clear ad- identity because we didn't have parents who lived the lifestyle that we have in the in the suburbs, in the in the towns, and so on and so on. So <clears throat> one of the things. Uh, that I realized because when you go to the East, you realize mm. that um, where they still had arranged marriages, mm. uh, divorce rate is less than 10%. Mm. So it's in single digit. Sure. And we were also having arranged marriages, but we throw away that thing very quickly. Mm-hmm. And uh, we said we're going to love marriages. But these love marriages we were not fully equipped. So people from the East, the Indians and others, they found a way of bringing whatever it is within the context of their cultures. And they, they, because of that, their marriages are sustained. So I think that many a times we have thrown the baby with the bathwater mm-hmm. in terms of some of the things that we used to have in families. Like, like, like for example... Today, people say the marriages are just the two of us. Mm. But in, in the traditional African way, you couldn't just end the marriage. The families will come and say, we are one, and you, the children, are not going to just walk away. Let's sit down and, and negotiate and talk how we find solutions. But today, if I'm not happy today, I walk out tomorrow. Mm. Because the second layer of the families, we have discarded it. We have seen it as unimportant. So there, there are many things from our cultural background that used to sustain us, but we've thrown them away. Mm-hmm. But the Western way, we are not really sure because we have never been there before and we don't know how, how to navigate ourselves into that. So mm-hmm. we have got those challenges. Mm-hmm. Um, so in, in reality, we have um, one might look into the past and not necessarily say, the marriages of the past were really the best. Mm-hmm. Because what used to happen in the past, the marriages of our parents were more about survival. Mm. To be a good husband, you needed to provide food, shelter, and everything else. And to be a good wife, you needed to cook, clean, and have babies. And the more babies you have, you're a good wife. But today's marriages have become relational, totally relational. Mm. Emotional needs have become more important than mm. physical needs. Mm. Mm. So, so, so if you go and find divorce, uh, you'll realize it's not about that he doesn't buy food or whatever. Mm. It is irreconcilable differences. It's mm. issue that we cannot connect emotionally. Mm. We cannot connect, we cannot meeting my emotional needs. Mm. And those are the transformation and the changes that we find ourselves in in the new age. Fantastic stuff. So, so powerful. We're learning so much about relationships, bonding, and we're going to talk about attachment styles in a bit. Ladies and gentlemen, we are talking to marriage counselor, author, speaker, Mashudu Ravangeni, um, joins us on the Feminine Touch. Of course, let me give you the handles that you can engage with us on. We are on WhatsApp. Our number is 067-153-1089. You can call us on air on 010-010-8439. On Twitter, you'll find us on hope alive underscore radio and on facebook we are hope alive radio station 
It is 15 minutes past the seven. We're still going with the conversation. Let's build good marriages. Let's relate together. You know, you say something so profound that the Mashudu that um, it's relational. And sometimes mm. when you ask people, but what, what was it? Mm. No, he doesn't understand me. She, she doesn't get me. We're not getting along. It is relational issues. It's got nothing to do with they left their job and then they couldn't pay their half of the bills. It's just... Mm. We had an issue. You could not hear my point. I could not hear your point. The resolution is divorce. And sometimes you're like, but uh, what then do we put in place to build those relations so that we don't end in divorce? Because why is divorce an option so quickly? And yet this issue is still there. So it means divorce didn't solve the issue. Yeah. In in, in reality, uh, divorce does not actually um solve the issue mm. in fact when i look at divorce it's like uh, you've when you've got a wound on a leg let's mm. say you've got a wound that is septic mm. there is pus there is blood there's mm. water dripping it's horrible mm. it's painful 24 hours this is a bad marriage mm. th- th- that's we're not going to make it sound not so bad but the challenge with divorce divorce does not heal the wound mm. it amputates the leg it creates another permanent problem from which you can't recover from. Mm. You see, as long as there is a wound, there is mm. a hope that one mm. day you can find a wound specialist mm. who can heal it. Mm. But mm. after you've divorced, the leg gets buried while you're still alive. Sure. That's, 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 that's the problem with, with divorce. Now, when I look into, on a daily basis, I see a number of couples. Um, mm-hmm. And one of the big issues that I realize is that Many are getting into marriage unprepared. Mm. They're getting married without get knowing what they're getting themselves into. Sure, they are sure. not equipped. So if um, if today uh, my child has got a pain on the side, mm-hmm. and I'm not a doctor, mm. if I take a kitchen knife and cut on the side to try to remove the appendix, uh, I'll kill the child with good intentions because I'm not trained into doing what I'm suppo- what, I'm, what I'm doing. We are destroying marriages with best intentions because mm. we just don't know. We have not been prepared. We have not been trained in order to do a marriage. And because of that, we are doing more harm. So mm. one of the things is not just the preparation in terms of getting pe- to have information, but to also have common information mm. so that you've got common rules of engagement, common rules of handling finances, rules of, of communication, conflict mm. resolution, mm. Mm. dealing with the in-laws, all mm. of those things, mm. we need to have a common understanding on how to deal with them. Wow. Because <clears throat> some of the biggest problems in marriage is not that people are doing bad things, it's that we do things differently. Mm-hmm. And because we do things differently, it feels like what you're doing is wrong. Sure. So so, so in, 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 in reality, if when I see couples, uh, and in my own estimation, I see about 50% of... of Fifty percent of divorces could have been prevented if there was information. People knew better what mm. they're doing mm. because you realize that marriage is the only institution where it gets worse the more you try. Sure. There is a there is a fifty percent chance of divorce if you are married for the first time. If you are getting married for the second time, there is sixty percent chance of divorce. If you are getting married the second time with children, it's sixty five percent chance mm. of divorce. So it gets worse mm, the more mm, you try. Mm. You see, in, 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 in other experiences, you'll think if I am um, I fail my trip this year, next year I can I can get a maybe an exemption and mm. go to university, mm. but not with marriage. Mm. 
Mm. And that has to do with the fact that when you may get married the first time, mm. you come with baggage mm-hmm. from the past, the issues of the attachment styles mm. and all mm. of those issues. You've got the baggage that come from the from the past. That's that's one bag that you bring. But when you get married the second time, you've got three bags. You've got a baggage from where you come from home. Mm-hmm. You've got a baggage from the previous marriage. Mm-hmm. And you've got a bag of children. Mm. So that complicates the matter worse. I always say anyone who can make the second and third marriages work would have made the first one to work. Mm. Uh, unless if they were married to a demon or something. Mm. But mm. It, it, in general, if mm. it, all things equal, mm. it requires more. You know. So the idea of promoting divorce as a solution is not true. Sure. The researchers went and followed people who have been divorced after 10 years. Mm. And they found that only 10% of them says their life became better. So it didn't improve. Yes, 90% their life became worse. Mm. You see, the the problem is that divorce is easy. Mm. Solving marriage, getting Mm. to understand each other, Mm. getting to compromise and care for the other people, it's much more harder Mm. to learn new ways. Mm. Divorce is just easy. You can just walk out. So people are resorting for easy ways of mm. getting out. Mm. But if you're not planning to remain single for the rest of your life, the next person that you're going to marry, you're still going to be faced with the same issues that you should have dealt with in the first place. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know? So in, in, in reality, our society promotes in, 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 promotes the idea that you must um, divorce, but in reality, that's not the right solution. Mm-hmm. And the solution is, we're going to talk about it now, the, the attachment, finding yeah. that common ground. You say that people get married without information. It's all about the feelings, the white dress, the ring, but we're not applying our mind to say, what happens after you say, I do? Let's talk about attachment styles. What are they and how do you identify your attachment style? Um, I think um, one of the things that we need to realize, uh, if you look into the theory of attachment style, um, it comes from the background that says how we were raised mm-hmm. impacts us mm. in different ways. Mm. And, and it's a powerful idea, the fact that um, what we are doing now, raising our children, we are preparing them for marriage for success in the marriage in the future, or we're preparing them for failure. Mm. So they talk about a secure attachment style, and that has to do with somebody who has been raised in a family where experience love, you experience, you were allowed to to hold on to your parents, you were not rejected, you were allowed to make mistakes, you you were not abused, you were embraced. And those who were raised within that context, they find easy, Know, to attach securely to the to their partners and their relationship can actually make work better in in that setup but the insecure which includes um, you know avoidance and um, you know and anxious it's 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 all issues that has to do with how we were raised and if you think about it i don't know you know how old you are but mm-hmm. we were raised by parents sometimes that were even abusive, they will tell you that you will amount to nothing, mm. that you are stupid, you are whatever, mm. you're not like your brother, you're not like your sister, mm. and all of those things. And all of those things affect children. Mm. And because they've never been allowed to bond properly with mm. their own parents, 
they will try to do the same thing in the next part in the next person. So mm-hmm. they when they enter into the next relationship, if they were anxious, they don't trust the person mm-hmm. because the father that I trusted disappeared mm-hmm. and we, we never had a relationship again mm-hmm. or the mother was abusive and all of those things. So one of the things that is important even before we look into getting into marriage is to deal with ourselves first. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. There is a work that needs to be done to individuals based mm-hmm. on our background and things that have happened to us mm-hmm. so that we might be better prepared for marriage. Sure, there sure. are many things we're blaming on our on our part on our spouses on our partners but all of those things has to do with some of the damage that has been done in us. Mm-hmm. Um in in our lives, you know, particularly when we were growing up mm-hmm. uh, because of our background. So one of the things you know, we, we normally do the premarital counseling. Mm-hmm. But one of the things that I, um, one of my views that we I th- I'm beginning to, to work on is that we need to prepare young people mm. um, even before they even found someone mm. for marriage. Mm. So we need to have pre-premarital counseling, mm. Mm. you know, mm. um, because when they come to me, with premarital counseling, they already come with someone, mm. but sometimes they come with the wrong person. Mm. Mm. You know, and, mm. and, uh, but if we can teach young people of what marriage is like mm-hmm. before they find someone, they will know even the person that they must go along with. Sure, you sure. Know, you know, from the church point of view, we can say to young people, don't go out with somebody outside the church. Mm. It doesn't make sense mm. if you don't understand what marriage is all about. Mm-hmm. When you understand that marriage will require spirituality, it will require somebody who will forgive you, somebody who will embrace you, mm. somebody who will be mm. kind and caring, you then realize that even when I start dating, mm-hmm. I can't just be dating every Tom, Dick, and Harry. Mm. I need to date someone mm. who will be with me on the long journey on mm-hmm. the other side. Mm-hmm. So we, we need to step back and mm. empower the youth first, sure, even before sure. they, they get into relationships. Mm. Because many times, they are, it's already too late. If, mm. if you come to, if, if a young people come to me, the, the two of them, mm. I can't say you brought the wrong person. Mm-hmm. It's mm-hmm. unethical. Mm. We just work, do the best we can with what we have. Mm. But if we had trained them and prepared them mm. to, to know what they must look for sure, and sure. to understand the kind of battle that they're going to face. You see, if you're going to go on to war, you need to find out what kind of a war is this. It's going to be a sword mm-hmm. fight. Mm. It's going to be a gun battle. Mm. Then mm. you know who to go with. Yeah. Then you yeah. know if it's a sword, find someone who can yield the sword. Mm. If it's a gun battle, someone who can shoot. And unfortunately, our young people are bringing people who are not relevant to the issues of marriage. Mm. Sometimes it's just we're judging the book, they're judging the book by the cover, mm-hmm. how the person looks. Mm. And I would say to say, how will a beautiful face uh, help you when you've got problems in marriage? You can mm-hmm. just look at a beautiful face and mm. say, oh, the problems are gone. Mm. Um, mm. You know, just because a guy drives a certain car and whatever, how will that help you mm. in mm. the long journey of marriage? Mm. No. So unfortunately, we are making decisions of a lifetime based on incorrect information because we have never really been prepared and to understand what the institution will require into the future. Ladies and gentlemen, come on, come on. (laughs) 
Our guest, Masudu Rangeni, is really pouring it out. Marriage counselor, speaker, author. We're talking about love, marriage, and relationships in the second half of the show. It's only 27 minutes past seven. There is still more to come. We just handled attachment styles. What a powerful session we're having. I invite you to take part in the conversation. Our WhatsApp line is 067-153-1089. You can also call us on air for live relationship counseling and marriage advice as well. 010-010-8439. You can also remain anonymous. We're here for you. On Twitter, you'll find us on Hope Alive underscore radio. On Facebook, you'll find us on Hope Alive radio station. Let's read uh, one of the messages that have come through from one of our listeners. Um, this is Innocent B. Maluka, and he says, Hi, Mbumi, your guest is spot on. We study for years in order to get and keep a job. Any institution you walk into, you get orientated into. If there's one institution that people walk into without much preparation, and we get shocked when we find that things don't work out. If we are not preparing for it, we are preparing to fail. Even during marriage, we must continue to learn, grow, and make it work through preparing ourselves for what is next in our marriages. Whatever you don't prepare for, you will not effectively fight. Wow. Mm, that's very true. Amen. Mm. Amen to that. And also, in, in, you know, in the U.S., they've got uh, different states with different laws. They found out that in the states where premarital counseling is compulsory, Mm-hmm. their divorce rate is lower than mm. where it's optional. Mm. So you can clearly see mm. that the idea of information mm-hmm. and having the right information about mm. marriage, it's key in mm. making success mm. in terms of marriage. Um, I, I, it is something that I would have wished mm-hmm. churches mm. would take more serious. Mm. We should actually have been doing a program mm-hmm. in the churches where we have got a curriculum, mm-hmm. where we train young people, mm-hmm. whether it's from the age of 15, whatever, to a particular point mm-hmm. where we say, we have certified you mm. ready for marriage. Mm. Right? Mm. You know, uh, something of that sort. Looking at the crisis that we're having in marriage, mm. that curriculum is needed like yesterday. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, that investment that it's needed into our young people, because, you know, they come to the church, they worship, they do whatever. Then they see wedding days and they're excited about the wedding dress. Mm. But the they don't know what they're getting themselves into. Mm-hmm. They are not prepared. Mm. And, and marriage will affect your happiness here on earth more than your career, more than your family, mm-hmm. more than anything else. Mm. If you look into a mental hospital and look into the issues of depression and other things, it has to do with relationships and marriage. Mm. So... Because of its impact on our life, mm. um, we needed to invest more. Mm-hmm. And I'm, I'm surprised by young people who will go and have a, a wedding uh, costing 350000 mm. uh, for that one day. Mm. And they don't want to pay a cent to prepare for the lifetime of marriage. Sure, sure. You know, uh, it is maybe it's ignorance mm-hmm. to just think that b- because I grew up in a family, mm-hmm. I should know. Mm. No, no. In fact, if there is something that young people are, not, are supposed to do, you know, in my premarital counseling, mm-hmm. I've had four couples mm-hmm. that dropped out mm-hmm. and says the first couple came to me and they says that. The more we understand what marriage is all about, mm. we realize we are not ready mentally, mm-hmm. emotionally. Mm. This thing is not going to work. Mm-hmm. 
Another couple says the more they understand what marriage is, the gap between them grows. They realize that they are not walking towards the same direction. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know, and I respect that. Sure, sure. But all four of them had not yet paid lobola. Which was better because they could walk away. They could walk away. And which also means that because the majority come to me having paid Lobola, mm. even when they see danger signs, mm. they just go along because it's too late. There is mm. a date that has been mm. said and mm. everything else, the mm. uncles and everybody else has already accepted mm. the money. Mm. You know, mm. And that's why I'm now encouraging young people, even for premarital counseling, come before Lobola. Mm-hmm. Come before, before engagement. Mm. Let's work with you, get you to understand this thing mm-hmm. so that by the time you get into it, you know. Sure. Yeah. I wanted to ask you this question. Say you're in a relationship, you just started dating. How soon can you start counseling? Because you, you like you say, you don't want to start marriage counseling when there's a venue. You're not yeah. having a sober mind. Yeah. So w- what, what are the timelines, if there are even timelines that you would recommend to say, you're in a relationship, it's getting serious, now we start. As soon as you've decided this is the person I want to marry mm-hmm. and uh, and spend the rest of my life, mm. um, as soon as you've made that, because you know there, there are different approaches. There are people who do dating mm. for just dating because mm. they're just bored with life. And there are others who date for marriage. And then there is some which we call courtship from mm. a spiritual point of view. Mm. But... As soon as you decide that you want to stay with this person for the rest of your life, mm. go in. Mm-hmm. You don't have to have had work together years. I mean, I've got a couple now. They met last year, and this year they started their, their premarital counseling. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know? and, and it's been beneficial to them because they still have their options. They still have their time mm. uh, and so on. They're not pressurized. Mm. Because there are others who come to me and they say, we're getting married in a month or two months, so I must do fast food or a drive-through mm. counseling, you know, mm. whatever. But so as, as soon as they made a decision that they want to be together for mm-hmm. the rest of their life, mm. it's important that they come. Absolutely. And how long are your premarital counseling or how long should one go for counseling to really satisfy themselves they fulfilled it properly? So we have got 10 models so to say, that needs to be addressed. Mm. You know, there are 10 of them that addressed the 10 pillars of marriage. Uh, So, and those will be things like uh, communication, conflict resolution, financial management, uh, partner style and habits, um, finances, roles and responsibilities, and so on. So those will be the 10 pillars that we take people through. And when they're done with those... um, Obviously, it depends on their pace because it's interactive. It's not like mm. a lecture session. Mm. It's interactive. Mm. So sometimes the session can be more depending mm. on the participation mm. of, of, of the group. Fantastic. Ladies and gentlemen, we're talking love, marriage, and relationships with Mahshudu Rangeni, marriage counselor, speaker, author, and really just a powerhouse for the kingdom. He's got six books, and we're going to tell you his organization, um, his website a little bit later so that you can interact with him and take part in this life-changing course for your marriage. I couldn't have said it better. Thank you so much, Bongani, for connecting with us. You spend time studying your qualifications for your career. What about your marriage?
It's not only about the ring and the dress and the venue. It's an investment that you must make. We want to invite you to take part in the conversation, to weigh in your thoughts, to ask questions. Our WhatsApp line is 067-153-1089. You can call us on air for live counseling. You can also remain anonymous. The number is 010-010-8439. On Twitter, you can send us a tweet on Hopalive underscore radio. And of course, on WhatsApp, um, I've given you the WhatsApp line. You can send a voice note or a message. And um, if you're on Instagram, do connect with us on Hope Alive Radio. So I have a, a message here from one of our listeners. I want to read it to you. And truly, uh, they're saying, you know, Mashuru is spot on. I couldn't have said it better. We're going to give you a horn for that. Yes. <laughs> boop, 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 boop. So they said he is spot on the issue of premarital before Lobola because I remember um, we used to have the I do seminars, but you've already paid Lobola, you know. So thank you so much, Sis Pure, for connecting with us all the way in Centurion. We love, love hearing your feedback. And of course, learning. We're learning so much as well. Now you speak about premarital counseling. You've got couples who are in marriage and they realize we're having challenges. Is it too late to start embarking on counseling to help them navigate the challenge and not go the easy route of let's divorce because it's not working? Yeah, actually, <coughs> you're spot on. Most of the time, couples come and they say we have a problem. There's a crisis in the relationship. Mm. And um, what we do, we do um, we've got an online system where mm. we... We do assessment of the whole relationship. Mm. It gives us issues of compatibility levels and it tells us where the challenges are. And out of that assessment, most of the time we end up, because rebuilding almost every pillar, because mm. they never had those pillars in the, in the beginning. Mm. Mm. And um, I, I'm talking about relationships sometimes of people who people have always asked me, um, can a relationship come back after infidelity or mm, things like those. Mm. I said, no, not only can they come back, they can thrive more. Mm. Because when they come and say that, oh, we've got a case of infidelity, we address that. But we don't only address that. We address the rest of the marriage. Mm. So if the marriage is alive and thriving, you know, it can rise beyond above. Because many people don't realize that infidelity is not really um, a marital problem. It's a mm. spiritual problem. Mm. Uh, you know, because it is God who said, "Thou shall not." It's not your partner. Mm. So, so in in reality, when we address the spirituality issues around that, mm. and also the rest of the marriage, we are able to raise the bar mm. above where the marriage was. Sure, you know. So many of the people that we have worked with, um, they that's what has happened. So we don't just deal with the problem. So mm. you say that we've got a problem with my finger. Mm. We deal with the whole body of mm. marriage. Mm. And mm. because we do that, mm. we are able to get the marriage to rise higher. Fantastic. I've, I've got couples who just come and say, we've been married for three, four years, but we never had a f strong foundation. Mm. We don't have problems. Mm. Can you build a foundation mm. for us? Mm. Mm. Um, I've got some couples that we have done their premarital counseling, but they said, oh, you want to come back every two months to do a refresher thing to strengthen the marriage. Sure. You know, almost like going back to service. Mm. So those kind of things, they don't wait for the problems to, okay, to say, let's strengthen yeah. our relationship. Yeah. You know? So, and the assessment that we do, it tells us to say, okay, you are here. You might not be at the crisis level yet, mm. but how do we move your marriage to a higher level. Mm, mm. Because when I published this book, Unleashing the Marriage Potential, was the realization that many of us, there is a potential 
for great marriages that remains um, untapped. Um, it's almost like you are starving, but there is gold underneath the kitchen. Mm. There, is, there is something that will blow your mind, that will take your marriage to a higher level. But because of ignorance, you don't know that is there. Mm. In fact, my argument is that even those that are considered happily married mm. have only unleashed 20 to 30% of their potential. Mm. There is still more mm. Mm. that you can unleash into the marriage, mm. Uh, mm. out of marriage. And so, the, the, so you know, we, when we run our seminars and we run this counseling, you don't have to be because you've got problems. Mm. Mm. So mm. marriages that have got problems, bad marriages can go into good marriages, but good marriages can rise to great marriages mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. into a higher level. Fantastic. I love that um, your program caters for everyone. So really, there is no excuse to not have a good marriage because you've got the information, you must be willing to work on it, and there are the right tools there. You know, you made such a powerful metaphor about it's like a service. You mm. constantly service your yes. car. Yes. They tell you 30,000 yes. kilometers, 45,000, yes. yes. which means... At least once a year, you must have gone to a seminar yes. on your marriage. You can't just say, no, I'll go yes. once every five years. It must be something that's always top of mind. Indeed, indeed. I mean, we host seminars. Actually, we're having one tomorrow for Valentine, mm. um, you know, in somewhere in Randbeck. Um, so for those who are interested, can check my website. Mm -hmm. There might still be some, some space uh, left, okay. two, two or three couples. We'll definitely give you the details in a bit. <coughs> Please do stay tuned to the conversation with Mashudu, marriage counselor and uh, speaker, you were saying. Yeah, so in reality, you don't have to wait until there's a crisis. Mm. Um, uh, go, for a ref go to seminars, but also take yourself in for counseling mm. and say, yeah, things are okay. I mean, I had a couple that came to see me. I said, what is your satisfactory level in marriage? They said 80%. Things are well. So, But we're not going to sit here. Mm -hmm. We want to go up. Mm. You know, we want to mm. push uh, beyond the roof mm. you know, of, mm. of 100. We want to go to 150%. Mm. But the, the thing is that uh, you, can, you can always improve. Even if you think you are doing so well, mm -hmm. you know, in Genesis 2.18, it says, God says, it's, it's not good for a man to be alone. Mm -hmm. um, I'll create for him a helper. So I say, you must in marriage reach a point where you realize that God was right mm -hmm. when he says it's not good to be alone. Mm. How, how did I survive mm. before marriage? Mm. I'm not talking about people who are in marriage and they're just, you know, trying to stay there because of the children or mm. whatever it is. Mm. No, when you have reached marital bliss, that's where God wants us to be, mm. where you realize that, why did I waste so many years not mm. being married? Mm. Because marriage is a little heaven here mm. on earth. Mm. And that's where the potential and the unleashing that potential uh, uh, requires us to, re to reach. And that's the level we need to be. Fantastic. I wanted to ask you a question, you know, how do you identify love languages in marriage? Because they are love languages. You want to yeah. love the person the yeah. way they should be loved, not the way you think yes. you want to love them. And, th and that's, the, that's the often the problem. Most of the time, we, we love people the way we want to be loved, mm. not the way they want to be loved. Mm. Um, and there's a statement, I think it's in my book, I say, it ain't love until the recipient say so. Mm. So the fact that I bought you a uh, Mercedes Benz, mm. if 
a gift is not your love language mm. then i haven't started loving you mm. so and and uh, and now you know you know couples like arguing mm-hmm. and i say if you are truly love your partner you will stop and listen because if you don't mm. listen to their needs mm. how would i love you if i don't know what your needs are Mm. How would I love you if I'm more concerned about giving my thoughts mm. not mm. not listen to yours. Mm. So, so let's go back to love languages. So mm. Gary Chapman wrote the book Five mm. Love Languages which mm. I believe is a standard um uh, around the issues of love languages. He says as much as I can speak Chivenda and somebody can speak Chinese and we miss each other that can happen in marriage. So he he says there are five love languages which is words of affirmation This is things like uh, not just say I love you but when somebody says you are a hard worker mm. or you know you are a powerful presenter mm. on the radio it, it, when you hear the words mm. it makes you feel loved mm. um then there's receiving of gifts and and it doesn't have to be a big gift by the way everything about love is defined by giving mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. even if um words of affirmation I'm giving you words mm. you know and so on and so on so It doesn't mean to be a big thing. It can just be a tin of vaseline. That means when I was in town I thought about you and bought you this mm. little, you know. It's mm. a thought behind it. Mm. And then there's quality time. This is the time when you spend with a person, uh, maybe you could taking a walk together or just sitting in the park and looking at butterflies or or while you are washing the dishes, somebody comes and stand next to you and mm. chit-chat you mm. and have that time together. Mm. And then there is um, acts of service. Acts of service will be things that you do for the other person, taking your car for a car wash, cooking your best meal, mm. uh, things that you desire, going out of a way to do that mm. for mm. you. Mm. Uh, you wake up in the morning, I've already cleaned the whole kitchen and all the areas, acts of service. And then uh, lastly, there is... Um, uh, physical touch physical mm. touch will be people prefer to be hugged to be um, you know held their hand when you're moving in in town you know i don't know whether african men have changed and because before marriage mostly african men will hold the lady on the side mm. in in the mall but as soon as they get married you will the people say mm. but uh, but and i always say to men in marriage that's when the woman wants to be held more mm. you know mm. in mm. marriage you know so mm. so that's those are the different lo- love languages like which it. one needs to and uh, understand in order to be able to meet needs of the other person. Fantastic. It is 45 minutes past 7. We have about another 10 minutes with Mashudu Ravngeni, marriage counselor, speaker, author. We're talking marriage, love and relationships. We invite you to join the conversation. We are on WhatsApp on 067-153-1089. You can leave a question or a comment. Of course, we are on Twitter. You can leave us a tweet as well. The handle is hopealive_radio. On Facebook, you'll find us at Hopealive Radio Station. We are shaping minds for a better future. If you want to call in, you have live relationship and marriage counseling advice right here. The number is 0100108439. What are one of the mistakes that women make in understanding their partners, their their husbands? Um John Gray wrote a book called Men Are From Mars oh, and love Women. It. <laughs> Men Are From <laughs> Venus. <laughs> um, and I think one of the things is important for us to realize that God created us to complement each other, mm. not to be the same. Mm. Because mm. if you are like me, 
Mm. Why do I need you? Mm-hmm. Because I already have me. Mm. So so it's somebody on the other side that compliments me. Mm. Um you know and in that way you can be able to co- to complete me. Um mm. so you know if you look into that you realize that um when a woman has had a a very rough day mm. she wants to come home and talk about it mm, mm. yeah this was this was happening i was at the workstation and then mm. somebody said i must go and photocopy this one or mm. the photocopy machine mm. and but men on the other <laughs> hand because women are more intuitive and emotional mm. and and they want to connect they speak to connect mm. with the person men only speak logically maybe to solve things mm. so usually they will when a woman is talking he thinks like what is the point to be solved here mm. and instead of just listening mm. to connection so that's why we'll find a man interrupting why didn't you tell him that it's not your job why didn't you tell him mm. you know not realizing that women speak to connect so i always say mm. to men listen to two women speak women can speak for 3 hours without solving anything <laughs> another one just say oh really don't say it ah over two and 3 hours but after the 3 hours they feel good yes. they've connected yes. you know and uh, um, um so uh, so i said you know you must men must learn so sure. when your wife start talking you can say oh really darling mm-hmm. over two <laughs> because when you do that you are connecting Absolutely. But, but when a man has had a rough day, mm. he doesn't want to talk. Mm. He wants to close himself into the room. Mm. So a, a young lady came to me and said that I know he's got stresses at work. He must come and you know talk to me about it. Mm. He's a head on my chest and mm. I said no. He's from Mars. He's got a plan. Mm. Let him. Mm. You know, let mm. him be. Oh wow. You know, and another thing you will realize that um, that John Gray also talks about is the fact that women are gifted in multitasking a woman can do many things at the same time she can be cooking mm-hmm. talking on the phone mm-hmm. and uh, watching what she's on television mm. and at the same time discipline kids hey hey and all of those things will work perfectly mm. but a man Mm. can only do one thing at a time. Yes. And this is why when a man when a man is watching television and the wife says I'm stepping out to watch the pots, they always ban. Mm-hmm. Because men can only do one thing at a mm-hmm. time. Mm-hmm. John Gray t- tells a story of when he will um, the wife will call him at four o'clock to say when you come back home bring milk and this and this and he comes back home without all of those things. And the wife is angry. Hysterical. How I told you uh, and not realizing that you know men can only do one thing. You know, and he chose a good thing to come back home because there are men who went to the shops on Wednesday, <laughs> and they didn't come back until Sunday. <laughs> so if your husband come back home without the milk and wine, say praise the Lord, he's oh, back. <laughs> there you have it, ladies. If he comes home, the Lord is good. Come on. <laughs> It is 50 minutes past 7 on the Feminine Touch. We're talking marriage and relationships with the marriage counselor Mushuri right here on the Feminine Touch. Um 10 5 minutes to go ladies and gentlemen. If you have a comment that you want to weigh in on the conversation, our WhatsApp line is 0671531089. On Twitter you'll find us on hopealive_radio on Facebook. You'll find us at Hope Alive Radio Station. On air you can call us on 010 010 8439. Now you you told us about the mistakes women make. Let's talk about the mistakes men make. Uh, so we help the ladies as well and we help the men. <laughs> um I, I, one of the things um, you know one of the things you find with women uh, is that um there is a function t- tomorrow. Mm. 
both men and women says I've got nothing to wear. Mm. But when a man says I've got nothing to wear, he means I've got nothing clean or ironed. Mm-hmm. When a woman says I've got nothing to wear, it means something different. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> give, give him a horn. Come on, come on. So, oh, louder. <laughs> so the woman, the men will go and open the, the wardrobe and say, what do you mean? What do you mean you've got nothing to wear? Mm. Th- this this mm. wardrobe cannot close because... Mm. That's <laughs> but for the women, it means I've got nothing new to wear. Sure, sure. Um, and I think in our effort to step out, as John Gray encourages, to step out from our t- area of comfort to try to understand the other person, to try to see things from their person's perspective. Uh, that is key in, mm. in, 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 in success of marriage because unfortunately many people just want to look things from their own side mm. but instead of stepping out and going to look at things from the other person's side. Mm. Fantastic. I want to read you a comment here from one of our listeners. Um Ntlantla from Centurion says, I love that statement. At least he made a good choice to come home. Hey, some <laughs> people are going to be helped here. Hey, <laughs> But it's so true because literally we'll be looking at the cupboard and they'll pick out yeah. outfits you've worn and they're yeah. not understanding <laughs> what exactly am I trying to communicate. I think now I will convey the message much better to say, it's not that I don't have clothes. I see the clothes that are not closing in the wardrobe. I want a new outfit. Oh, I love that. That has helped us. Now, marriage counseling is an investment. Is it cheap? Because we have this misconception that marriage counseling or any kind of counseling or medical help is expensive, so people don't go for it. Is it reasonably priced? What, what would you say on, on that statement? Ooh, if you look at it from the impact it has mm. in people's lives, it's cheap. Mm. Um, mm. You know, uh, Many of us, we still charge an hourly rate of 350 Sure. Only. Yeah. You know, um, and if you put that, I've had some people who charge even more higher, but in in reality, when you look at the benefits that you have Mm. at the end of the day, Mm. you see the pain of a disintegrating marriage, Mm. the pain and the fights that Mm. goes along with that. Mm. uh, Given a chance, um, I I, I saw this statement by a man, I'm including it in my book, I can't remember his name, he was a very successful millionaire. Mm. He says, I will give away half of my wealth just to have a good marriage. Sure. Yes, he says, I will give half of it Mm. if I can just have a good marriage. He had been married five times and divorced five times. Oh my God. He says, my half of it, I will give it away. Mm. So if you look into the impact there of overall of life, mm. of a happy, healthy relationship, mm. even if I, I was seeing somebody was saying on social media that they charge 1,200 uh, per session. And I'm saying even that is cheaper to mm. the misery and the heartbreak mm. and the challenges that people mm. experience. Mm. It's, mm. it's mm. a real investment. As I said, mm. it's, to me, it doesn't make sense that we will invest so much thing on one day. Mm. And we don't want to invest 4,000 rand, 5,000 mm. rand mm. on a lifetime. Mm-hmm. But we'll spend 500,000 on one day. Mm. Mm. So I think many people have not failed to understand that marriage is not a wedding day. Mm-hmm. You know, marriage is this lifetime that you need to prepare for. Mm-hmm. And you will put as much investment as you can to make it work. Fantastic. Because the quality of life depends on it. 
Oh, I love that. Your quality of life depends on it. Listen to this comment from one of our listeners, Wangani. He says, it's more expensive to live in a terrible marriage mm. that can be fixed by a few sessions. Mm. Mm. Sure. It is because you would Indeed. need counseling. You are constantly stressed and yeah. depressed. Whereas yeah. if you invest, you prevent all of that. You, you do. In, indeed. And I think more so for our African men, mm. I think most of the time I see men coming mm. for counseling, mm. they've been dragged there. Maybe somebody put a gun on their head. Mm. But it's about time to realize that as men, we do need help. Mm, there mm. are people who specialize on certain subjects as mm. much as you might be an engineer or whatever mm. you are. Mm. Find somebody else who has specialized in the area who mm. can help you because mm. you can't know everything. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it is important that we go and seek help sure. for the sake of our children, for the mm. sake of the community and everything else. We c- must not just take an easy way out to mm. go through to the lawyers because mm. we still pay even the lawyers, mm-hmm. you know. Yes. Y- yeah. So in reality, let's seek, find solutions in our homes and go and get help. And many of us, our lives will be turned around. Uh, there's a couple mm. that, that came to me about two years ago mm. and their marriage was in tatters. Mm-hmm. There have been two children out of wedlock. Mm. There have been a mess that was discovered. The wife had gone to the girlfriend and broken the house and mm. all kinds of things. We worked with them. Mm. And after working with them last December, they called me for a renewal of vows. Oh my goodness. Because the marriage has just gone to the roof in terms oh, of excitement. Wow. You know, and the joy that they have. Praise God. Praise God. What a testimony. So it mm. is an investment. Indeed. What a lovely conversation we have had with you, Dr. Mashudu. Thank you so much. I can't let you go. Our listeners want to know where can they contact you. You spoke about premarital counseling, counseling for the marriage, to take the marriage to the next level. Please do give us your organization's details. We also want to purchase the book, The Blueprint of Marriage. Sure. Um, the, so my website is www.livingpower.org.za. Mm. Livingpower.org.za. Mm. All the contacts are, are there. Um, mm. And also we are there on Facebook. Mm. You can look for Mashudu Ravengani. Mm. Uh, and um, our WhatsApp number for the ministry is uh, 078-215-5737. 078-215-5357. Mm. And those who, are, who might be interested to be slotted in into our mm-hmm. dinner that we're having tomorrow, mm-hmm. check our website you'll find the details there or you can send us a WhatsApp message then we'll send you the details. We might still have a, a space for three or four couples. And what's going to be happening at the dinner tomorrow? Apart from food, mm. I'll be making a presentation mm. about love. Mm. The theme is what is the color of love? What mm. is the nature of love? Mm. How do I know oh my what goodness. love is? Fantastic. So that's what we'll be talking about tomorrow. Well, ladies and gentlemen, head on down to www.livingpower.org.za. Find help. Invest in your marriage. It is going to be beneficial for your family, the community, and yourselves in the long run. And enjoy it. You know, marriage is meant to be enjoyed, not endured. I Mm -hmm. trust that you've had a great time with us on The Feminine Touch. We've been so blessed. Thank you so much, Dr. Mashudu. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. you. From myself, from Bumiguna, to you, ladies and gentlemen, good night and God bless you. We will see you next week, same time, same place. Closing us out is Jordan Sparks with Tattoo. God bless you. You're listening to Hope Alive. Stay tuned and don't touch that dial.